0: No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Macenic. Let's dig in.
1: Sugar. Like-
0: Welcome to episode 139, Interview with Client Ruth. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I have a very special guest today that I'm so excited for y'all to connect with. Ruth is in Australia. And Ruth just finished up my six month stopover over drinking and start living coaching program. And I asked her to come on here because she is a true testimony to what this work can do to your life. So I thought we'd kick it off with just Ruth, you can just say hello. And if there's any information you'd like to share with the listeners of the podcast, go for it, and then we'll just have a conversation. How does that sound?
1: Yeah, that sounds great. I'm so excited to be here today. And today's actually a bit of a milestone for me. It's 200 days since I stopped drinking.
0: Wow. Wow. That is remarkable.
1: It's pretty cool. So going from being a true over-drinker... And not drinking at all is pretty cool.
0: That's so awesome. Well, y'all. So when Ruth, so the the process is is Ruth. You you listen to my podcast. That's how you found me, right?
1: I yes, I listened to Corinne's podcast, and she was interviewing you.
0: Ah, that's right. That's so awesome. I love how the world works. So you then you started listening to my podcast, right?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Yeah, yes. and then you're like, huh. I'm interested. Yeah, yeah. And so then Ruth filled out an application to join my coaching program. And then I reached out to Ruth on WhatsApp. And I was like, hey, Ruth, I got your application. I'd love to talk to you about joining the program. And then Ruth didn't respond to me, y'all. She did not. It took her a couple days. I'm like, hey, Ruth, hello. And Ruth was like, huh. And so I thought to kick it off, I could read to you all what she wrote to me, because she was a little nervous, right?
1: Yeah, I was very nervous. Yeah.
0: She said, hello, thank you for contacting me. I'm the sort of person who just jumps into things and thinks, this will fix all my problems. And then I get bored, and I make excuses, and I am the excuse queen. I am really nervous about not drinking, as I have always judged people who don't drink, and have never become friends with non-drinkers, as I have always believed they are no fun. I am embossed about that, to be honest. I think you meant embarrassed, right? Yeah,
1: embarrassed.
0: Yeah, embarrassed. I am always the life of the party, and I know I won't be if I don't drink. I want this, but I don't want this. Does that make sense? I know my friends will judge me, and that scares me. At first I thought it was way too expensive to do this course, but I spend thousands of dollars on alcohol. I think nothing about buying a $50 bottle of champagne. When does the next course start? I want to be brave, but I'm so bloody nervous. I have been on every diet out there, and I mean every diet, but I never give up drinking, And but any weight I lose straight back on. I'm wondering if I am just looking at this as the next diet. I have my own business. I've been married for 30 years. I know I have success in many areas of my life, but giving up drinking scares me. Okay, I think I'm rambling now. I'm obsessed with your podcast. I've been listening to two or three a day. That's another problem. I become addicted to things and then drop them as fast as I start them. I hope this gives you an understanding of my personality. So, yeah, 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 it's so like seeing you now from where you were then is remarkable. But to kind of take the listeners here on a little journey, I think is interesting, right? And I feel like I hear from so many. I do hear from so many women just like you, and I talk to them on the phone even, and they say, I'm so scared, I don't know, I don't know if I can do this, what if I fail, they think it's going to be hard and terrible and their life is going to be over, and so like when they think that way, they generally don't want to do it, right, because it doesn't sound like a good time, and so what I wrote back to you was basically, hey, these are all very common concerns. the worry in your head is actually way worse than it was what it's like in real life and like why don't we just jump on a call and, and talk it talk through it right so then we jumped on the call and then you ultimately decided to sign up for the coaching program
1: so yeah, i joined that i joined that night
0: yeah yeah and so what do you think pushed you over to believe that it might be possible for you
1: um i really think that the one thing that really got me over the line was I remember saying to you, I'm really scared about not drinking. And you said, you don't have to never drink again.
0: Mm. This is
1: about finding a rela- a better relationship with alcohol. Yeah, And I've never looked at alcohol like that before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I've never looked at it that it was, I was having a relationship with it. Mm-hmm. And so that's what pushed me over the line.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, I think a lot of people think, um, and I definitely don't, like advertise that this is a stop drinking program right that you need to quit relation you know quit drinking to make your life better or anything like that but I do still think that even like you like people think oh I'm gonna have to give up something right my life is mm-hmm. gonna have to drastically change it's gonna have to be all or nothing in order for me to change my relationship with alcohol so I think that's interesting that you It kind of that is what clicked with you that you didn't have to give it up completely. That you looked at just changing your relationship with it. Yes. Yeah.
1: And I did have to change. You know, my life did change because of it. Because I had, I I was one person who did completely give up alcohol. Mm -hmm. I don't drink at all anymore. Mm -hmm. It's been two hundred days since I had a drink. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, uh, it it was just. I was really scared about who, I didn't know who I was Mm -hmm. without alcohol. I really didn't. So, but having, doing the work with you and working every day on myself, Mm -hmm. that's what changed my whole relationship.
0: Yeah. So what made you stick with the work in the beginning? Like, what was that like? You joined the program, you got the workbooks, you attended some coaching calls. Like, what, what made you keep going with it?
1: To be perfectly honest, I think the first month was the challenge of it. Mm-hmm. That's To be absolutely honest about it, you know, like when something's all new and exciting and mm. it's like a new diet and you whatever, it's like it's sparkly and exciting and mm-hmm. it's the challenge that got me in in the beginning. But then the more I had to challenge myself, and I remember my first coaching call with you was I was going out for a 50th birthday lunch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. with all my very boozy friends and I was scared shitless. Yeah. I was so nervous about going to that lunch. I was so nervous about what people were going to say to me, how I was going to act, how I... I was pretty sure that I would get through without having a drink mm-hmm. because, I, you know, that was... I'd written it down and I was really honouring my plan because it was still the first 30 days... But I was really scared about being judged, and I was—I hadn't—I was having anxiety over it. Yeah. And then we had we had the coaching call, and we did the whole visualization of you know, okay, you're at the lunch. What's happening? Mm. And the more I did that, the calmer I got. And I went to the lunch, and it actually wasn't that big a deal.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, I think a lot of times we just get so caught up in the story that we tell ourselves in our head about the experience and what they're going to think and if they're going to ask me questions and what if I want it, what will happen? You know, I think I remember, I don't know if it was that coaching call or another one that you came on, but it was like, yeah, what would happen if you decided to drink in the moment? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. And so I think just like letting yourself, like you said at the beginning, letting yourself know that it doesn't, you don't have to quit. Right, even though you have went two hundred days without it, like tell me about that. Like just knowing that you could drink if you wanted to. Let's talk about that for a second.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I could, if something happened, and I really wanted to have a drink, and I did have a drink. I remember it was while I was still on the program. It was my birthday, and I had planned for it, and I did have um, two glasses of champagne for Mm -hmm. my birthday, and I had no guilt. There was, you know, I planned for this mm-hmm. two glasses of champagne I had them I loved them I enjoyed it and um, I didn't like skull it like I normally would yeah um but the next day oh I could feel the difference in my body I didn't sleep well that night I the next day I was like not feeling well and I just decided there and then I never want that feeling again yeah I just don't want to feel like that again yeah so I haven't had a drink yeah and I've been to weddings I've been to parties I've been to all sorts of functions Mm -hmm. around people drinking and I'm I'm good with it
0: yeah do you ever feel like you still need to make those decisions like if you will drink or not
1: not for not for a um, large event I don't because I know I just don't drink Mm -hmm. it doesn't bother me I, I have a good time that was another coaching call that I had with you. Yeah. I don't want to be boring. You were so
0: scared about that, right?
1: I was so scared about that. And I was at a wedding and we were all up dancing and one of the young boys at the wedding came up to me and said, I didn't think you were drinking. I thought you'd given it oh. up. I went, no, actually, I haven't been drinking. So, yeah, I learned that I can be fun without drinking what do you think made it fun
0: though let's talk about that like what did it it wasn't that you weren't drinking and it was just automatically equaling fun you manage your mind right around thinking fun thoughts that made you have a better experience right exactly yeah
1: exactly
0: so what did you think before you went to that wedding
1: what did i think yeah about it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, of course I had to do that thought work. I knew that people would ask me questions um, I, and i I'd done so much. I did a lot of thought work so that I wouldn't be tempted by alcohol. I knew that I wanted to honour my plan. But I also, yeah, I don't know what, oh, that's a hard question because I think one of the things I was worried about was not being able to dance sober. Mm. Yeah, but you can. I know, it's amazing, right? (laughs) Yeah, and you get yourself very, like you get on a bit of a high just from the environment around you.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. so I think it's really important to note that like the alcohol isn't, like not drinking alcohol doesn't mean automatically that you can have a good time or that you're going to feel comfortable or you're not going to have any thoughts or emotions, right? So I think a lot of times people think, Well, I'm not going to drink and I'm going to feel better or I'll be able to, you know, physically feel better or have more fun or do more in my life. But just not drinking doesn't create those things, right? It's what you think about some of those events, what you're doing in your life, a wedding that you go to that creates the experience for you. So for all of you that are just, you know, you think about going to a wedding or a big birthday celebration and you don't want to drink or maybe you just want to have like a glass or two. If you don't manage your mind to tell yourself that it could be a good time and that you might have some fun and you're going to enjoy yourself ahead of time and you just let your mind worry and spin out and wonder what people are going to think, you're going to be in that event with anxiety and overwhelm and worry and you might feel bored or you might feel deprived or like you're missing out on something. And then when you feel those things, you are more likely to drink from that place because those are uncomfortable emotions, right?
1: But if you
0: you can tell yourself like you did, like you got regular coaching, just so everybody knows, like Ruth went all in on the materials of this. She lives in Australia. The time zones were an issue for her. Like she like what time is it with for you right now? 6 a.m.? 6
1: a.m., yeah.
0: So Ruth is a badass. Ruth like does like takes responsibility for your own results. Right. You wanted to be somebody that was unattached to alcohol and to be able to take it or leave it. And have fun in your life and not feel like it was a big total change, right? Yep. And you did the work to get that by managing your mind. So kind of going back to my other point is if you don't tell yourself that you can have fun and that can be a good experience before you go you have less likely of an opportunity to follow through on what you said that you would do because you're going into it with like this negative experience and this negative mindset. And we don't like that. We like to avoid pain and seek pleasure. So we're more likely to drink if we don't manage our mind. So Ruth, you got coaching on that, decided how you wanted to think about it visualized visualize yourself doing all those things and having fun and being yourself. And so it's easier for you not to drink from that place. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
1: Um, yeah, that's right. And I did get a lot of coaching on all of that and And the one thing that we talked about is, do you do you drink you know when you go to a morning tea and with some people when there's no alcohol around, do you still have fun at that morning tea? Mm-hmm. Can you still talk to people at that morning tea? Yeah and yeah, of course they can. Yeah, so uh, so I can still have fun and communicate with people at an evening event
0: yeah without alcohol yeah I think that I love that like looking at other examples in your life where you have been able to to socialize and have fun without alcohol Um, same thing with like in the work environment right like we talk to colleagues all day long without drinking and socialize maybe have lunches like and it's no big deal like certainly we can tap into that a little bit in an evening type social function right
1: Yeah, and a lot of people say to me, oh, I need a drink so to relax. I need a drink so that I can talk to people. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, And I thought I had to drink to be funny. Mm. Yeah. But a lot of times I thought I was funny, and I was not funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that I think that I'm really funny sometimes, and people don't think I'm funny. (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's so good. What else? What else? Like, was kind of like some aha things for you while you're doing this work?
1: Um, well, a lot of I, I don't have anxiety anymore. That was that's one of my biggest things. I used I've suffered terribly with anxiety, mm-hmm. um, and especially if we'd have gone to a big event, you know, when you go to the big party or where you drink till two a.m. in the morning, I could have anxiety for the next three or four days. Wow. So that was a big thing, not having anxiety.
0: Mm-hmm. So, do you feel um, like the alcohol fueled the anxiety?
1: Absolutely fueled the anxiety. Yeah. Tell
0: yes. tell them a little bit about what that's like. Like, what does that sound like in your head? Like before you did this work.
1: What did the anxiety sound like?
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, it was just like this. I used to, just the tightness in my chest, sickness in the stomach. I. I'd end up getting up in the middle of the night and just vomiting from worrying about things that weren't even happening. Wow. Nothing was even happening in the world. Mm. I'd wake up and start worrying about what if my house burns down, what if my children die in a car accident, Mm. just creating all this big story inside my head Mm -hmm. and making myself sick from it. Mm -hmm. And then the next afternoon, I'd still feel sick from it, so I'd have a few drinks to try and calm myself down. Yeah. Yeah then
0: there we go again. There's a cycle again. Yeah. I, re- I can't remember what the article was, but it was like, when you're in that cycle, especially with alcohol, your brain makes up drama and stories so that you will drink to get relief of it. It like creates that unnecessary suffering so that mm-hmm. you seek relief from it. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Yes, so when you stop the, re- like the, the pleasure seeking relief and you're like, no, we're not going to do that anymore right, that cycle sort of stops because your brain doesn't want to keep motivating you to keep doing the same thing if there's no reward on the other side. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's fascinating. So did you have to manage your mind around that at all or was it just kind of like a gradual reduction in how you felt? With it was the a gradual
1: reduction, but honestly, once I gave up the drinking, it it pretty much went away. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And now, of course, I've, I'm human. I still get a little bit of anxiety about yeah. things. But through the work I've done with you, I've learned to just stop, Mm -hmm. process it, breathe through it. You know, it eventually comes out as sometimes you've got anxiety and you don't know why, Mm. or you think you don't know why. Yeah. But once you start doing that work, something comes up, and you do know why you've got it. It's pretty powerful.
0: Yeah. What are some questions you ask yourself when you feel that? What are some questions you ask yourself when you notice anxiety? Now? Mm-hmm. Now?
1: Um, well, like, yeah, I just go like, I wonder what why I ask myself what I'm feeling, um, why I'd be feeling that, what's going on in your life at the moment, and yeah, just start digging into things. Yeah. Most of the time, it goes away, but there's just sometimes it's just still there, just mm-hmm. you know, just still sitting there on your shoulder, and you need to talk to it a bit and yeah eventually something will come up yeah and yeah but being able to sleep and I used to blame oh because I'm going through menopause I can't sleep I'm going Mm -hmm. through menopause it's because you're drinking a friggin bottle of wine every night that's (laughs) why you can't sleep
0: (laughs) truth Oh my gosh. And I do think like, as we go through those hormonal changes too, like, and you drink and you're going through the hormonal changes, it's like a total double whammy because when I was yeah, doing it, 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 yeah, it accelerates it. Like I would wake up even after just a couple glasses of wine and my heart would be racing and I'd be sweating. And like, I was, it was just like a, it wasn't how it used to be when I was like 20. Right. So like yes. even, I was just a slightly effect, like more affected with it because of the changes that was happening in my body. It just made it so much worse. For sure. Yeah.
1: And, you know, I tell you something else that's really changed for me is my relationship with other people. Mm. My relationship. How so? Relationship with my husband. Like, you know, we've been married 30 years. We've got a pretty good marriage, but every marriage has ups and downs and whatever. Mm Mm-hmm. We used to drink so much together. Mm. And then we'd argue so much together. And then the next day, not remember why you were arguing. Yeah. or you had the fight the night before. and You know, all of that. It's just so much karma. My life is so much karma.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you're less reactive to things?
1: Oh, much less. Because I can think about it. Yeah, I hadn't spoken to my mother for three years. And now... You know, I now have phone calls with her. I don't know once every three or four weeks.
0: Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Mm. Did yeah. you? Did I'm you... not saying that I have the perfect relationship with her yeah. at all anymore. But I've, I'm now, you know, I don't. I don't blame her for everything. Mm. I'm just—it's karma. It's like, yeah, you know, a lot of this stuff just really doesn't matter, does it?
0: Mm. Talk to me a little bit about, like, taking responsibility for your emotions.
1: Um, in the fact that, like, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. that all that's just, Angela, to be honest, that's really my thought, that thought, it's the thought work that changes my, um, responsibility with my emotions.
0: Yeah. Yeah what does that mean like when people are listening to this they're like okay so you're responsible for your emotions and if we change our thoughts like what does that look like for you on a regular basis
1: um well it just looks to me like i have so much more control in my life mm.
0: it's
1: it's almost like i feel like this big balloon has almost it's like sort of deflated like it's just this it's i don't know i just feel so much calmer i'm It's just all pulled back into a line, a straight Mm -hmm. line, rather than having this big, wide path that I'm traveling. It just seems to be, everything just seems calmer and more straightforward.
0: Yeah. yeah, I can understand how that feels. So, like, before I did this work for myself, it was like I had pressure, constant pressure, right? So, like, pressure Mm -hmm. with managing the kids, pressure at my job, pressure with my relationship with my husband. Like, it just felt tight. And, like, if if that balloon popped or if, if that shifted, that energy, that pressure shifted in any way, I would collapse. you Yeah, know? And
1: everything, you're going to lose everything. I, like, would good. hold my
0: breath all day long just pushing through, pushing through, fighting, being so reactive all the time. You know, like mm-hmm. one little thing would just set me off and like I would spin and spin and spin and then I would come home and relieve myself with alcohol and food, you know? Yeah. And and I like the way you're describing that. Like now it's just easy. I just feel like it's easier. It's not so dramatic. On the outside it might look a little boring. I am not super reactive. I mean there's some times yeah. I might yell at the kids. <laughs> But like, you know, I'm not just like, ah, like all day long, but it just feels so much easier. I can pause and close my eyes and just take a deep breath, acknowledge how I'm feeling and then decide what I want to do instead of just like, you're not doing this and just like go off the deep end.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that just makes your life so much more fun, right? And so much more like manageable. You don't need to relieve yourself from it so often, right?
1: I fit so much more into my life now. Yeah. I can't believe how much I get done in a weekend now. You know, this weekend I went bike riding, I went for a run, I did a horse ride, like a three hour horse ride. I hadn't been on a horse for 14 years. I went to lunch, I had people for dinner. It's just crazy what I can fit into my life now.
0: That's so awesome.
1: So much karma
0: yeah tell us about like a typical weekend before what did it look like before the coaching and now what does it look like
1: Uh, drinking drinking um so friday night would usually just be if my husband was home, be drinking at home with him like you know having dinner at home everything i did evolved around alcohol so i i'm a big exerciser i've always done a lot of exercise i do triathlons so I'd get up on a Saturday morning, I'd go for a ride, said three-hour ride, with a hangover, don't know how I did it. I'd come home, I'd get home like 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning, absolutely buggered, sit in the spa and have a beer as mm. my recovery.
0: Mm.
1: Yep. And then, oh, well, we'll have another one, we'll have another one. And then it would be like if I didn't have a function to go to, I'd invite people to my house. I had someone to drink with.
0: Mm.
1: And then it just went on. Like Sunday morning, you'd get up, go for a run with a hangover Sunday lunchtime. I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. I better have some beers. Mm. I just drank all weekend. Yeah. Couldn't go shopping. Couldn't go do anything because I'd probably be over the limit.
0: Yeah. Mm. And so, and you were feeling just a lot of anxiety at that point, right?
1: Yes. A lot of anxiety.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm. And just, were you just feeling stuck?
1: I felt like I was just on a cycle, like I wasn't really getting anywhere.
0: Mm.
1: I got to a point in my life, you know, you you leave school, you do your trade or go to university or whatever it is, you get married, you have children, you have your business. And then it was almost like I got to the top mm-hmm. of the mountain mm-hmm. and there was no further to climb or I was just on this, I guess, plateau is the best way to describe it, it was like I was just on this flat Just this big flatness, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and I didn't know. Like, hey, I've got another forty years here. Where am I going to go with this? Mm. Yeah, I I was really wasting my life.
0: How long were you there? On that Uh, about ten years. Yeah, so you were Mm -hmm. like kind of stuck in this cycle for ten years. Yeah, yeah.
1: I've always been a drinker. I've always, you know, ever since I was the legal age, and probably, probably before I was the legal age. Mm -hmm. But I've always. Drunk alcohol, but yeah, the last 10 years was getting out of control. But I wasn't like the crazy drunk that nobody wanted to have anything to do with.
0: Yeah. You still got your work done, right? Like you still managed things, raised your kids, worked, ran triathlons, Mm -hmm. bike, like all of that stuff. But you were limited in what you were able to do because of the drinking. Yeah. Yeah. It stopped you from growing into exploring new things, right?
1: It absolutely did. And I thought it was great, you know, when, when I was, when, you know, when you compare the party the next day, we've had a big party and, oh yeah, Ruth was the drunkest at the party. I go, yes, I won again.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That is awesome. (laughs) I wonder why we celebrate that. That's so wild, Um, isn't
1: it? I don't know. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Yeah. So tell us what a typical weekend looks like now.
1: A typical weekend now is, um, you know, Friday afternoon will be just calm, cooking a nice dinner for my husband. He still has a couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. He doesn't drink nearly as much as he used to, because I'm not there fueling, fueling it on. Yeah. Um, you know, Saturday morning I'll go for my bike ride. Sunday catch up with some friends, or go and visit my family, or go to the shops, or go to the beach um yeah it's always like i now go and see shows that are on at the local theater
0: Mm. i never
1: i try not to say no to anything anymore someone says oh do you want to do an art class yeah i'll do an art class
0: so awesome
1: because i know i can yeah but people apologize to me when they drink around me angela i Mm. find that very interesting yeah
0: i still feel like people are a little awkward around me but i just let them i'm like that's You can be awkward. It's okay if you're awkward. (laughs) You know, like, I'm not awkward. If you need to be awkward, that's totally fine. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So what is your emotional state now? Like, before you were having high anxiety, right? Now, what is it?
1: Now my emotional state is happiness. I said to my husband the other day, I don't think I've ever felt this happy in my life.
0: Mm, Ruth. I know. I know.
1: I'm actually, I'm just, uh, it's really hard to explain, but I'm just so happy and I can't pinpoint the one thing that makes me happy, but i it just, my whole I just have this warmth inside my body because I have
0: control. Yes. Yeah. And I know that like, you know, just to be clear on everybody, like, I'm sure you have other emotions too, right? But like the general sense of oh, how okay. you you have your life is happiness Mm. yeah
1: yeah and I just want oh I just wish that I had this magic pill an Angela pill in a bottle that I could just give to everybody because yeah it's just it's changed my life
0: and now what are you doing doing. now what do you do you're going to be a life coach right
1: yes I'm going to be a life coach I I just believe in I just I want to help people like you help me yeah for sure
0: yeah, that's what I felt like when I was doing the work. It was so like I felt exactly how you do. I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't believe that I felt the way I did without alcohol and excessive eating. You've also lost a quite a bit of weight too, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I've lost twenty pounds.
0: Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Which I didn't. I didn't lose that. The first three months that I was on your program, I actually put on weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I was. I think I was compensating the sugar. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but then you you did the same tools to that you did with the drinking with the food, right? That's,
1: yeah, yeah, that's right. I, and I had and that was okay. And you know, I I don't think I had the emotional energy to work on both yeah. in the beginning.
0: Yeah, and I think because that's it's good. Not
1: easy. Like I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, join Angela's program because it's the easiest. She'll just click her fingers and you'll never drink again. Right. It's not easy. Yeah. you have to put the work in
0: you do. yeah. we I think the the key messages are is like taking responsibility for it, making it work for you, right? Like showing up to the coaching calls on a regular basis, identifying all the oh. obstacles that you have with it, like your nervousness and worry and anxiety about social situations and getting coached on that. and, Applying what the coaching I give you to your life instead of just yep. okay, okay, and then like not actually doing anything with it, like you had to apply and use the tools for it to work, right?
1: Yes, I did, and yeah. I did that, and and the coaching was the best. The coaching, I do my workbook, and I still wouldn't be able to work it out. But as soon as I got that coaching, it's just just like those words, mm-hmm. it would just yeah, just take you. You would guide me to think differently. Yeah. That's, that was the key.
0: Yeah. And I think too, you allowed yourself to be open to thinking differently, right?
1: Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's where the, where there's a good coaching relationship is like you, you recognize the discomfort of it, right? Like you're getting coaching. Sometimes it's not super like, Oh, Angela's going to make me feel amazing. It's not. It's like vulnerable, and you have to share what you currently think about yourself and what you think about situations, like real truthful thoughts that a lot of people don't want to admit out loud, right? But when you do that...
1: sometimes it was a little bit embarrassing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. But like being willing to do that and then being open to considering that you could think about it differently is where the magic happens. And when you open yourself up to that, right... You can do anything, like because if you can change your thoughts about something, you can change how you feel. You can change what you do, like all of it.
1: Yeah, I know. It, it changes your whole life, and it's not. It's not just the giving up drinking that changes your life. It's the thought. Yeah. The thoughts. Because you've done
0: life. you've done other breaks from alcohol before, haven't you?
1: Yeah, just um, you know, like February because that's the shortest month of the
0: year. <laughs> I've done. <laughs> So funny. <laughs> I've, done those. I've done that. I, I don't think I've food. heard that one yet. It's always dry January or sober October or something. Oh no, February's the best one. <laughs> oh my god. So you went like a month, well twenty eight days without drinking before.
1: Yes, I did. But I struggled. Yeah. I struggled every time I struggled with it.
0: Yeah, because and of I what I thought I
1: was deprived and I mm. thought I was missing out and I wouldn't I wouldn't go to functions. Because it was February and I wasn't drinking.
0: Oh my gosh, so you hid. And you didn't put yourself in the social functions mm. that you like. Uh, yes. Yeah. That's exactly what I did. Yes. So I. this is what I want to tell people. is like, you can stop drinking, right? Like... You can say, I'm not going to drink for a weekend or a month or even six months. You can probably not drink. But if you don't change the way you think about yourself, what you think about those experiences, what you think about work, your relationships, all of that, it's going to be a hard time going, right? And you're not going to change who you are. And if you don't do that, then you're going to go right back to your old ways.
1: You are. Yeah. It's just, just giving, making, making yourself do something doesn't work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so good.
1: It's like, you know, when people train, oh, I'm going to do a 10K run on this date. So you just train for that 10K and you do it and then you don't do any more training. You stop running after that. Yeah. Then you're back to, to so next year when you want to do that 10K, you have to start right back at the beginning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So good. What else do you want people to know about you or this work?
1: Um, I
0: just... Oh,
1: look, I just want people to know how much it will change your life. Like, just doing this sort of work, just... I know I keep saying it, but I'm a completely different person. But I know I'm not a different... I'm, I'm still myself. And mm-hmm. I think about myself differently. I've learnt to love myself. That was huge.
0: Mm.
1: Learning to love myself properly. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was... The one month of your program is about the love.
0: Mm-hmm. And that
1: was that was, I felt very vulnerable during that month, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a big thing to learn to do, Um, but yeah, look, my life's changed, my relationships have changed, I I, I don't think I can say much You said something
0: more like you have, was it that you have more belief of more that you can do, or what's more possible, like, what was that that you said before? You have, like, Anything more belief that, in yourself and, like, your capabilities to do new things than you had before.
1: Oh, yes. I could. There's so many more things I can do now. Yeah. You know, like, I was thinking about starting up a new business and I, I sort of started looking into it. And then after a few days I thought, oh, this is just too hard. Mm.
0: This,
1: is, this is too hard. I'm not going to do that. And I went, like, hang on a minute. Your <laughs> brain is telling you it's too hard. Mm. It's not too hard. So this thought work I've been able to put into all different areas of my life. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So good. So, so for somebody of... like you, Ruth, who sent me that text about being so scared and having that pattern for so long and thinking that it's just another quick fix and you're going to go all in and then fail, what do you want to say, say to those people?
1: Well, I honestly thought I would be like that. That's, I was really scared about that. But once you get into that first month and learning – about how you have so much control over your feelings and your thoughts. And once you get more control over that, then you it's just so much easier to dig deeper. Yeah. It's so much easier to dig deeper. And, you know, I was really nervous about having, like, why am I spending money on something like this? Like, mm-hmm. surely I can just do it myself.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, all I've got to do is stop bloody like, going to the bottle shop and buying the
0: alcohol right
1: surely that's going to stop me drinking mm-hmm. but yeah it, it didn't of course so doing this course changed my life it's given me more money, I've got
0: more money. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when people tell me that They're like somebody wrote me the other day that they um, saved like $2,500 over six months and they were going to go buy themselves like like a congratulations present because they don't drink anymore either. And I'm just like, that's amazing. Like this, it's costing you money not to do this shit. I feel like, like it's I had to cancel stealing. three
1: wine subscriptions, three clubs. I had to cancel. Yeah. that's how much alcohol was coming into our house. Yeah. And we didn't even think anything of it. Yeah. Just it bringing it in, but I, it's pretty cool. Like I don't even we. I still have wine in the fridge. Mm-hmm. I still, got, you know. People come here. There's still always something for them to drink. If I'm very happy for people to drink around me, yeah. I don't try and I don't judge anyone who wants to have a drink or have a good time. Or, mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm very comfortable with myself. I'm very comfortable around alcohol.
0: Mm. So
1: it's pretty cool.
0: It's amazing to feel that way. I feel the same way. I can be in the house, not be in the house. I can be out with friends, partying at night with my friends, dance parties, like all of it. I don't care.
1: No, I don't care either. Yeah. But And I've always left it um, open that I haven't... I, I'm, I don't say that I'll never drink again. Mm-hmm. I've always left that open. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'll probably never drink again. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to actually write that down in black and white.
0: Yeah, me either. I don't like saying that because I like to rebel against those kind of yeah. <laughs> boundaries and boxes. I don't want to put myself in a box. You know, like I want to decide and and make conscious decisions about it. And when I let myself have that and like really look at my decisions around it, it feels good. You know, I can decide if I want to drink or not. I just evaluate that decision, think about how it makes me feel, really look at the whole situation. And that is no for the most part. Right. Like there's just when I look at all of it and take time to do it, it's just always a no. And that's just what it is right now.
1: And it gives you power, doesn't it?
0: Yes. Yes. It's just like having that choice, knowing that I have a choice and I get to decide what I want to do is very empowering.
1: Yeah,
0: and I don't have to say I'll no tell you for something some reason. I've really noticed
1: this is just the tiniest little thing, mm-hmm. but food tastes so much better.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah, my taste. You know, when you go out to a restaurant, it yeah, the food tastes better and it's more memorable.
0: Yes, and mm. plus you're probably eating when you're hungry. Instead of, like, yeah. munching and shit just to absorb mm. alcohol, the excess alcohol mm. in your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you did that, but I used to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to soak all this up. Give me the cheese and the crackers and the popcorn. Yeah. 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 I don't want
1: to get drunk. Let me eat more. Yes.
0: Ruth I'm so excited for you I know this is just the beginning for you thank you so much for coming on the podcast is there any final words you want to tell people
1: oh no but Angela I really want to thank you I want to thank you for coming into my life you came at just the right time for me and you know I just feel this um, huge connection with you I know you're on the other side of the world and we've never met face to face but honestly think of you as my friend
0: oh ruth i think yeah, the and same all way. The other
1: ladies you know the groups that we're in the facebook group yeah but all these amazing ladies that we communicate all the time and yeah because you just become really vulnerable and you really open up your life to one another yep and i probably know more about them than i know about some of my friends that i, I see no it's
0: wild right like when you put yourself in that space and you are just honest and truthful about what's happening for you and you're willing to work on it and everybody is doing that at the same time, there is some connections made that are like forever, you know? Yes. Because we don't talk authentically like that in real life. You just look on Facebook or just superficial, have friends. Like I used to think that, Oh, everyone's life is just great. Nobody has any of these issues. Now I'm like, everybody has issues. Everybody struggles. Right. And it's, to normalize that and feel connected with that common thing, like I'm not crazy, you think the same thing too, <laughs> you know it is. It's like you, it makes you feel like you're there's not something wrong with you, right? Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Thank it's you right. for that. Yeah. All right, Ruth. Thank you so much, and um, we'll we'll talk soon. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Ruth. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, y'all. Can we just give it up for Ruth? Thank you so much for sharing and being willing to come on and share where you were at the beginning and where you are now. It's such an inspiration to people. And listen, y'all, if you resonate with Ruth, have you had thoughts similar to Ruth's about joining my coaching program, digging into solving this problem once and for all? I highly recommend that you feel the inspiration from Ruth and push the button. Alright, so I am closing down registration to the program that Ruth did and just finished. So if you want in on that, now is the time to get your application. Use this as a little push to click through, get the link, watch the three videos, and fill out that application, and we'll schedule a call to talk about it, make sure you're a good fit for the program, and we will get going. So in six months from now, you can come on the podcast and share how different your life is just like Ruth did. I love you all. We'll talk to you soon.